Okpe Imoru was in the last episode of the podcast and she said she was tired of being a popular popper. She and my other guests went ahead to tell us how it has been being women in the sports media in Nigeria. My name is Calvin Emekonwoka and it is my privilege to welcome you to part two of this Women in Nigeria sports media episodes of your sports memo podcast. I've been honored to gather some very powerful women in this field. Um, I've got Tega Onojaibe of Ladies in Sports International. She's my boss lady and she joins us from Lagos. In Port Harcourt is Ngozi Ezeduma of Niger Info. Hopefully, I should have a CC Omorigwe of Channels TV Sports. Um, she should be able to join us also. Um, Chibogu, who is in some village in my beloved Abia State, I'm hoping she will also be able to, to join us. I have Mrs. Latifa Adibayo O'Hill, a hard-working sports content producer in Lagos. My own personal person. I'm properly delighted she joins us from Lagos. Ladies, welcome to your Sports Memo Podcast. Who do I start with? Latifa, I shall start with you. Why sports content? Uh, wow, that's, that's an interesting question. Why sport content? Well, for me, it didn't happen um, as something that I planned on doing. It just happened, let's say, accidentally. Right. Um, I just know that I love to cover uh, sport events. I love to be on the field, relating with players, coaches, everybody involved in sports and um, taking all that knowledge and information on air wherever I find myself. So um, I didn't get enough time on air everywhere that I've been to. You know, there's always a timeline. There's always time limits. Maybe one hour show, 30 minutes. And there was like there was so much information that needed to go out. Mm. So well, I was I was really um, not like huge on social media back then, but I really love the idea of the social media where everybody from anywhere can, you know, get access to your profile, to your yeah. to your handle, and just go through whatever you have. So I just started putting out stuff. I said that I just putting out text, not even photos, mm. because. Then I didn't even have a proper phone to take photos or even have the skills to take photos or even record at the time. So I just try as much as possible to just pump out as many information that I have. And then people just began to recognize me as such. So I think early, uh, let's say early 2010, but that was when my career started. I started out in journalism in 2012. Right. And that's 2012. The first event that I covered was the Lagos, uh, the National Sports Festival Festival in Lagos. Okay. Yeah. I started out in 2012 and that was my first event. So I really enjoyed that um, multi-sport environment. Mm. Jumping from one sport to the other. In fact, that was how I, I discovered table tennis in fact. So... And whenever I am on air or anywhere, I just 
tell people to follow me up on Twitter. So until I left radio and then I was like, okay, if I'm not going to be on it, at mm. least my possible best to still keep my voice out there, to put my voice out there, my information. Then it wasn't even called content, to be honest. Yeah. It just like reported. So, well, that was how it started. And then Instagram became a thing. Mm-hmm. And then content production became a thing. And people were so interested in photos. Back then, around 2015, 2016, people were so interested in photos, like really crispy quality photos. Crazy yeah. photos. And that was how I went in until then we transited into uh, videos, podcasts, voiceovers and stuff. And uh, well, we have been trying to innovate ourselves since then and that's where I am right now. And it has been great. Content creation now is a, a profession. Like, is it, before, people usually say that, oh, social media is not a job. What, if you're on social media, if you put out content, it's not a job. You're just having fun. But now, most people who are even on air, mm. sometimes, or even most times, go on social media to get some vital information because really that is where the fre- the frequency of information is. If any club in this world have um, an information to put out, they will social always put on the social media. That will, mm. Yeah, yeah, that will link them up to the website or wherever they want to uh, let the followers go to. So, yeah, that's our content creation started. Fantastic. We've been. I'm absolutely delighted that Cecilia has joined us. Cecilia has joined us. Welcome, Cecilia. Welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Good morning. Thank you. Right. Thanks, Jay. Good I know you. You. You have um, a BSc in accounting from UNN. You also have an MBA from Nottingham University. Why are you in the sports department of Nigeria FM? Why sports? You're sounding like my father. It's probably the kind of question you ask me. Why sports? I mean, and all of that. I, I think um, I just fell into sports because it's something that I love. It's... Um, I, I do... I, I'm not exactly an academic, but I'm quite good in academics. But the irony is that it's not something that I like to do. It's not something that uh, that I want to do. And so if I had to be forced to get work in an academic environment or somewhere where I crunch numbers, I will do it. And I'll probably do a good job. But it's not something I like to do. So for sports, I think um, I've always tried to explain to people that sports is uh, comes under entertainment. And entertainment is an experience. And so everybody experiences sports whichever way they interpret it. So that's, that's what it's about. It's about the experience. It's about living the experience. So for the fact that we've lived through that experience, no matter how, even if you can't remember exactly what played out there fully, you can remember the moments and you know you are steeped in those moments. So that's what sport is and that's what brought me into sport. So it's the moments I live for and... Um, being able to share those moments with others and being part of other people's sports 
journey also is quite interesting and I think um, also fulfilling. It's something that is, um, when you when you look at it, what, especially when it comes to sports presenting, obviously, so not the sports as in being a participant in sports. Mm. So it's not as if you, it's, it's the biggest of the paying jobs and I'm being polite in calling it biggest of the paying jobs. But mm-hmm. uh, like most other things that are experience-based, it's something that you love, you live it, you're in the moment, you live the moment, you've been part of that moment. And that's why I chose sports, or maybe that's why sports chose me. Let me put it that way. Right. Um <laughs> boss lady, stay there. Yeah, I, you've got to be you've got to be the last. I will come to Cecilia. Cecilia, why are you not presenting entertainment today on channels TV or sports? Why did you choose sports? Or is it like um, I had um, um I had um uh, uh, Ijoma Okibo in the last episode as she was supposed to be here. She explained that she got into sports at Nan by accident. So how did it how did this work for you? <laughs> well, it was also an accident because it wasn't something I never dreamt of you know, doing sports. Like, it was more like uh, something I never thought about because you have dreams, aspirations. You just feel okay. I want to go into broadcasting, mm-hmm. but sport wasn't in it at all. Right. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even. It wasn't even part of it. And the way it happened when I was in University of Benin, mm. uh, I was doing this during the holidays usually. So I just go to NT and just you know do kind of uh, IC. Because uh, my dad's friend was working there, so instead of me being at home, he just had to go to NC and you know, just stay with them and you know, learn some new things. Because I always thought, okay, I want to go into broadcasting, yeah. but never sports. Uh, so I think over there, it wasn't even sports; it was all about you know, just doing news write, news reporting, writing, and that actually helped me in writing. Okay. And then when I now got uh, when it was now becoming. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, there was this um, program we do in Uniben, Achievers Consortium, more like uh, if you want to you know, build a career, so you just try to join that group and then usually we have mentors who come from time to time to teach us how to go about you know, your career and everything. Okay. So we have seminars every time, sometimes come to Lagos then and just, you know, uh, just get some people to talk to us, you know, how to navigate through life. So that actually shaped me a little bit. So th- there was something the president said then, Justin Abali, he mentioned the fact that when you're in school, you can walk into any door. I mean, any door at all you want to walk into and nobody's going to stop you because, oh, you're a student. They won't think you're looking for a job. Yeah. But once you get out of there, that same door that was open for you will be closed because they feel, oh, she's looking, he or she is looking for something. So that actually got me. So when I was in 300 level, I went to ITB in, in very close to my... Uh, school then so I just went straight to the MT I don't know what gave me that confidence told him okay I want to learn some new things concerning broadcasting because I was getting bored with MT anyway because okay. it was just you go there they tell you to hold mic and follow the reporter around then after you've done all the work you write the story and somebody takes the credit so I'm not bored of that so I just want to explain something new so that's how I went there when I met with the, I didn't the MT I met I thought it was was very small kind of man, just you know, disrespect. So I actually thought he was the kind of EP or something. So 
So I just told him what I wanted and everything. So he said, okay, I should come the next day to see the MG. He didn't tell me he was the one. So the next day, I went there and I saw the same person. So I was like, okay, I'm here to see the MG. So he started laughing and like, okay, he's actually the person. So he just took me to the foreign desk and said, okay, you know what, just see what you can do with them. So I started with that. Then there was a guy, Samuel who was doing, he's late now. He was doing this radio show then and said, okay, since you're less busy with the foreign guests, we just need to transcribe. I just watched all the foreign news, CNN, BBC, then I transcribe everything and help them to record and do that. Then I go back to school. So if you have okay, I can do more. So he started asking me to do reports, what's happening on campus. So started the, the campus watch thing on radio. So I get to read the news and, you know, do some stories around the hotels and everything. So I was just doing that and also help out in the newsroom. And because I already started doing that in radio, so they wanted to move it to TV. So I was doing the TV news, which is you record and they play back. Yeah. It wasn't live at all. It was just once a week, sometimes once in two weeks. Anytime we have good news, so I just get a report, put it together, then just do the normal everything. So there was a day the sportscaster wasn't around and then they were looking for somebody who hasn't on TV before to read sports news. They gave me the script. I'm like, I'm not reading it. I don't even know the name. I remember what, I remember, I think then Sharapova was really involved with something and Bonesliga yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So when I was given the script, like, I finally went there. That was going to be my first live show. I was using my face when I was reading it because they said there was no one to read it because the podcaster was, the yes. main podcaster yes. was suspended. <laughs> then the other one wasn't around. So I just read through it, breathed through it. It wasn't like me. So I got home and my brother was laughing at me and telling me that, oh, they just saw me on TV and why was I frowning? I mean, it's my face they were looking at. At least I should smile even if I was hot something. I'm like, I wasn't really interested. So I, I did that for like two days. Then the guy was back, so I left it. So when one of them was hired, so they said they needed someone to join the sports desk and they asked me to go there. I'm like, I'm still in school and I don't really have time. They said, okay, anytime I'm around, I can just help them with production. So I think I started doing that, just learning on the road, just help them with production, then go back to my newsroom, you know, as usual. Mm. But the MD then now called me and said, the news director actually said, I can learn more in sports if I go there. So I wasn't interested, so I just left. So I went back to doing my own school scene and everything. <laughs> I just didn't want to do it. When I graduated and I lost my dad, so I wanted to just leave Benin and come to Lagos. Mm. So I came to Lagos and I came to the, okay, what was it? Okay, then I was trying to get a job, so I don't just stay at home and everything. So my sister actually wanted me to do banking. Okay, when I was at that ITV, usually, because it was the ninth thing, uh, in the ninth, yeah. whenever they come to pick me early in the morning, like I get home like 11 p.m., mm. then in the morning, 5 a.m., they come to pick me up. So my mom complained to my elder sister, so she had to like, get one connection from the Shining Bank and ask me to go for an interview. I wasn't really interested in that because I told them it was to be on my face. So I flopped at the interview anyway. So <laughs> because of that, I had issues with her. Yeah, it was. It was. It was anyway. I had issues with her. I had a clash with my mom. So the next day, I just carried my bag and <laughs> came to Lagos. I checked how much I had in my account. I just I had this family friend so I came to Lagos so I changed my number. <laughs> the only person they knew in Lagos that I could stay with was our family friend in Omole. So they started calling her. So she had to tell them that I was with her. So after a while, so 
I, my the project I did with school then was on mitigating television content on viewership or something. Mm. So the person who helped me through, Matthew Kodua, who helped me through at NDC because I needed to get information from NDC. So called me and said he didn't see me on ITV. Was I said I came to me because I'm like okay I can go to Silverbed now and then he knew someone there. I went to Silverbed and okay he said okay it seems I don't really have much experience. I can do internship and just work with them. But the only place they have space is actually in the sports desk. I'm like, why sports desk? <laughs> and I didn't want to stay at home with you know, a family friend and just not doing anything. Mm. So I said, okay, let me just. Uh, they said they had a staff bus. I can always. They have a staff bus. I can always join them. You know, at seven of. So, I think that's the journey. That's how it started. So after one year, and you know, the. I wasn't, uh, after one, they, they keep saying, okay, oh, they will, when they have space, I'll just join, you know, as a, a staff or something. But before one year, I was already bored because it was hard for me. Sometimes I get home 2 a.m. Yeah, in the morning, yeah, then yeah. Lekki was really terrible. Lekki, yeah, yes. so, yeah. so I just, I just stopped going. <laughs> I got tired. I stopped going. And then someone called me at something at DBN reopening can I join them I said okay fine first is if it's okay and that was going to be you know salary days and you know, my first job and everything so okay fine it was 50k then so it was really better than going to give a bed and just doing everything you need to do so I learned a lot there that was the first time I attended the CAP Awards following people around just learning some new things and everything mm-hmm. doing some other stuff so I think that's how I joined when I went to uh, DBS so I think that's how the journey actually started well for me because right. then, you know, hold, hold, I could do live presentation and everything. Then from there, that life was then for real life. And then I ended up at China. So, more like a mistake. Yeah, it wasn't really something I ever thought about. Sometimes it just, when I look back, I'm like, okay, have I really accomplished something? Am I happy? I think it's just the joy that you have to, you know, the joy of, you know, there's just that feeling of satisfaction you feel. Anytime you go on air, I think maybe that's that's what kept me. Because I know by now, I think I've been when I joined channels, I gave myself okay, five years I should be born here, and then I'll just leave and do something as well. Hey, yeah, I am like seven years and counting. Yeah, it should be. Of course, eight years now. Hold on, sister. I'll I'll come back to you on the nitty gritty of of the job. I'll come back to you, boss lady. Take her right. You've heard, um, you've heard Kalela, you've heard, um, um. Lati, you've had um, Cecilia. What, what, um, in your position as um, LIS head and all the stuff you experienced and um, the presentations that you do, what, what, how, how would you describe currently the impact? Let me, let me tell you, all of you, why I actually decided to do um, these episodes of of um, podcast. Uh, my colleague Fisayo, um, um, Fisayo Dairo, sent out a, a tweet one day with a photo of he did a throwback or flashback Friday photo, and he was it was him in um, in the media tribune of a match at in Portacourt, and I noticed he was the only guy there, and there are four or five other ladies around him. So I remember thinking, wow, how did how did it become so common now with so many young girls, so many young ladies, so many women in sports more than used to be when we were growing up? 
so that's why I am fascinated by it, and that's why I want to know so much more how you guys got into it, how it has been, and what needs to be done. So, possibly you you've been doing all of this, and with your allies, how would you describe the influence of um, ladies in? in the sports media not just sports generally in sports media in nigeria at the moment and but you can start by telling us how why sports for you why why not nollywood why not um um music why not entertainment all yours Dega. okay um when she when she's able to when she's able to come back i Dega, are you back with us Okay, Kalela, as Ngozi is widely known, as a, as a woman in an industry that is um, predominantly male-dominated, and as also in an industry that is um, so much about um, word of mouth, who you know, what do you think has been the biggest problem for for you and for women generally wanting to um, to, be, to be a part of this of this industry. All right, I will start with um, first of all. A lot of people think you're not serious when you start. They think you're not serious. Um, they think you're playing games or because you're bored and you're trying to get a job, and so you don't have a job, and that's why you are here. And so a lot of times they tend to want to make you prove yourself. Especially uh, earlier on, they will want to make you prove yourself that you know that you know as much as they do, and they try to put you through too much hope. You know, asking some very strange questions. Um, I didn't cut into a lot of that anyway. After a while, I stopped uh, paying attention to such nonsense. I didn't have to tell you how much of the sports I've watched. If you want to have a conversation. We have a conversation. So that's the first part of it. People think you are not serious. People think you don't know as much as they do. So they tend to want you to prove yourself and just generally put you through more hoops than they will put for someone else, another guy who comes in. You know, they ask you more questions. But I've also been quite fortunate. My introduction into the industry was through a female also in the sport, in Obi. So with Nkechirobi, it was easy in the sense that, I mean, it was females. Even before females supporting female, all it was was about you know it, then show it. So we didn't, I didn't have to get past through so many of those things because I was already working with a female boss. So she gave me my first break. I started with television even before I came into radio. That's irony. I started with television. Um, I remember... And when we were thinking we were going to qualify for that World Cup 2006, we had a television show that was syndicated across um, the country. And so that was where I started with being part of that show. Then um, <laughs> marriage and all of that moved me to Portacourt. So I, was, well, I, I had to do a few hoops. Then I got a job here in Cole FM and then moved into Nigeria Info. And um, I think for one of the things is that for the company I work, they barely go into male or female. I mean, all they want is being competent and you know how to do the job. So uh, for the fact that those who knew me already from my TV days, my small stint on TV, and then 
I was also a member of a of a football forum. And I mean, we were hardcore there. We had hardcore arguments. I'm talking about early 2000s and all of that from 2001, 2000, 2001, 2002, 2003. When this, um, it's called Tabar Eagles Hardcore. We used to do a lot of football arguments there. So um, for those who had known me before then, they knew that I knew my onion. So I wasn't coming to learn on the job when it comes to talking sports. So that was part of the way, that's part of how I didn't have so much issue. However, as it is, the, the challenges as a female in the industry comes in different ways. There's, it's, it's not a closed clique, but still, it's about, like say brothers, supporting brothers, a lot of people think that, okay, um, the guys can do a bit more, they can travel a bit more, they can go the, they can, so if there's a match somewhere in Katina, they will be able to go as opposed to your female or your female, the female counterparts. So they tend to take the guys along and we're almost as an afterthought, you know, or they want to keep you in front of the, uh, in front of the radio. So you'll be the one doing the talk while they are the ones doing the running around. You know, you are female and all of that delicate stuff. So that's one of the challenges you make, you get. And then, um, when you want to pitch your, when you want to pitch your, pitch your, uh, putting your pitch for whatever it is you're looking at, they also look at those who accept the fact that you've made a name because name works. So if you have a name, you have a brand, you can go on and pitch, and they know your brand. But for the but for the time that it takes you to establish your brand, it means that you and another man who are competing for the same thing, the guy is going to get it faster than you because. He's a guy. He has a uh, man in the house. He has a family and all of that to take care of. So those are some of the challenges you get when uh, you're working as we are working in this industry. Because For let me, me, because let me the biggest thing. Because wait, wait. Just hold that thought there. Uh, especially the, the bit about the pitching. Let me bring in um, um, Fatil from there. Fatil, Ngozi is speaking from... Um, She's employed. She's in paid employment with um, Nigerian Info. And you, um, Fatih, can you hear me? And you are um, you are an independent, if so to speak. This this bit about um, uh, the difficulties of pitching as a, as an um, as a woman and what she's talking about. The, what 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 have you experienced in that in that area? Having to compete with uh, with men, what are the most difficult um, things you've experienced in terms of you as a woman and uh, in an industry that is male dominated? Wow. Um, well, this has always happened right from the outset, even before I even got into podcasting, like we call it now. Mm. Um, wow. We've seen a lot of marginalization when it comes to men and women wow, because that's huge. because <laughs> marginalization. Yeah, like yeah, because normally when you like the okay, now I have like a typical example now. Yeah, hardly do you ever see a media officer of any sport be a woman. Like you can count how many of them. Be, I'm not even talking about maybe football or anything. I'm 
talking about other sports, yeah. if they ever have media success, many of them are developing. The women's team, they are always men. So there is this like, there is this um, a mindset that they have towards women that own the kind of people who entire uh, maybe an information or to do the job or to carry out a task and all of that. Mm. So while I was while I was just passing out as a content creator, mm. I well I wasn't reporting to anybody. Yeah. I was just doing my thing and posting it on my social media. So every many many people would have met me in a sport before. So when they when I go to another sport and they meet me there, you know like ah, this big it's not the same person that we saw at that other sport. So people were really, uh, they were really, really interested. Like, okay, let's see what she's doing. Perhaps there, there are so many people who never uh, thought that I will go to Thailand to better myself, get a camera self, self-teach myself. Like, I have it's everything that I know right now mm. in content creation is the self-thought process. So like, Whenever I get to an event and I tell them my name is Fatil, then I wasn't even working with Making of Champions. I'll just tell them that I am a journalist. They tell me from what media. I'll say I'm a freelancer. If they like, they allow me in. Some won't allow me in, but definitely one of the journalists out in there will like, oh, she's part of us. They will let me in. Because many oh, times it's still what I've they, they won't allow you in. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Like, I've been yeah. to many events that it's not, yeah. you get me, like, you're not going anywhere. You don't have, you don't have a media house, a freelancer. Yeah. So, even, even if I walk up to and act like, oh, my name is Satil, uh, I am a social media, blah, blah, blah. The, the way they even look at me, Blessing of Cadbury in 2014, mm. before the Olympics, I think we had a trial, was it 2014 or yeah, in Asaba or something yes, before yes. the Olympics. It was 2015. Then I, 2016. And 15. that was the year. Yeah, I was the watch after. Yeah, so like, that was the year I met Mickey of Champions too because they've been seeing me at events, taking photos, making videos, doing interviews. So, like, they're already asking about me, well, who is this lady working for? Like, she's a freelancer. So, like, I walked up to Blessing of Cranberry I I introduced myself and I like, I want to have a little interview with you. The next thing she just eased and said, please get out of my sight. <laughs> like that day, I was never, I, yeah, I like, I will never forget that day. I think that was one of the turning points in my career as a content creator. I was like, by the grace of God, I'll get to the point whereby I will be called for a job. Know that I will now get there and be messed up by journalists or, or athletes or whatever. So like things like that, even the men, when when we get to events, they will see me with camera. The camera guys from maybe channels or all these big uh -huh. T V stations. They will <laughs> they will say, Madam, move aside, move aside. I was like, ah you meant to hear tell me that I'm also doing this one for T V yes, this one too is for my own channel. <laughs> you know that time <laughs> then that was how people got to know me. And then when I do interview, there was one time we were doing interview, and I, uh, and I literally took over the whole interview. And after the interview, nobody even asked any more questions. 
because technically I've already asked like most of the there um, written down questions mm. that I've already asked the artist. Mm. So like that, that was how I built my own confidence and my own brand as well. So now, whenever people see me, even the men in this industry, when they see me jumping, bending, standing, doing all sorts and recording, they know that I am not just doing it for the likes or whatever. It's something that people get about. And so far, people have seen it that way. That, okay, she's passionate about what she's doing. And we are even seeing the results. We have, have, there are so many jobs that I've gotten that I did not apply for. People just check off my page. They're like, ah, have you checked Patil? She's very good in something. They say, okay, these are Andrew. And they go through and they, that, that is how the whole conversation starts. So, but now I think it has now it has um it, it has become better for uh, ladies in sports now. We are now getting more recognized in a way. We are getting more jobs, we are getting opportunities, but it still has to get better. There are so many opportunities in this industry that you will not hear about until that uh, that event or whatever project starts. Right. But it could it could be better than it is right, right. now. Right. Um figure. Thanks, Fatu. Tega, you've you've heard, hopefully you've heard, you've heard a lot of these people. Um, what, in your position as LIS boss, and I know in the last episode I had, I had so many people mentioning your name. Heard of the, my panel uh, panelists were talking about how Tega has helped them. How it was because of Tega. He was watching Tega on TV. He was watching Tega this. He was hearing Tega that. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Tega. You're here. <laughs> so tell, tell me. How how do we um how do we narrow this this gap that is clearly existing uh, between how women in this industry are viewed? How do we narrow that gap? And or, or what else do we do women need to do to to get uh, properly accepted? Okay, um, can you hear me now? We can hear you clearly. Thank God for that. Okay. Thing I say is this thing is not a sport. It's not a sport issue. It's a society issue. Excellent. So first of all. Um, it's not that this thing happens to only sports women. It's really more pronounced because sports is looked upon as a men's thing. Um, as a men's industry or a men's game or a men's world. Uh, that's why it's so pronounced here. But it's generally a societal problem. So, um, and it's a tough one again because some women have come to accept this of their faith, you know, the time they just manage what given to you. And I understand that not everybody is, I mean, they call me Tega Tiger for everything. Not everybody is a fighter. Mm. So some people go in and, and they are more about it. I like to pick those I'm tiny, but that's my attitude. Pick those down. And I think we need to have the two sides. The people that are diplomatic and the people that kicked us down, and they have to work together. The problem I've noticed in the industry is that most women fly solo, try to be a man, and that's a huge problem. So 
I'm on my path trying to do so um, to promote women. Cecilia is on her own trying to do another thing to promote women. But what would be important for women to do is to work together. And for me, that's the biggest problem women have with each other. Everybody is trying to do their own thing um, to make an impact. But if all of us came together to make an impact in one place, we'd be able to conquer that and then move on to something else. So for me, the biggest issue that women have to face is learning to collaborate. Because you see these men carry each other along. Everybody are going to. Um, I'll give you an example. One of my people and I came up in this industry with him was Biola Kazi. But Biola Kazi, in his own way, also had to do our homework to show him the way on the left. Um, Shola now moved into sports ministry. Shola, it was to carry Biola Kazi. So they're picking each other. You, you know, they are showing each other the way um, if there's something opening, open here, they will tell each other, they will carry each other along. With women, we tend to go into where we think we are going to make a great change. Not because we're trying to be selfish, not because... Let me pause you a little bit there. Because this is, this, what you just, what you're touching on is actually at the very heart of why I I am doing this. That yeah. bit, this, this bit about women um, carrying each other along. I, I asked my, in, in part one, I did ask the um, the other ladies that it's, yes, it is, we do, you do, um, you do, oh, by the way, Chibogu has joined us from one of my villages in Abia State. Welcome, Chibogu. Thank you so very much for joining us. Right, um, it is, I know that you, you organize you organize seminars, you organize webinars, you organize all sorts. But do women actually do enough to get other women into paying gigs? Do they do enough to to get them into jobs? For instance, how many women are in positions where they are prepared to hire other women? Is that what you're trying to say, Tega? Not just fire, but point in the direction. So I'll give you an example. So for me, I'll give you this example. For me, I don't cover wrestling. And particularly, so that's what I'm giving this example. I don't cover wrestling for any reason. You can't pay me to cover wrestling. I don't like it. I won't cover it. However, I had an opportunity in wrestling. And I pointed to Patil because I know she does wrestling. She watches wrestling. She loves it. She's passionate about it. Mm. If I, I remember men I could have called. What I heard about it, they said, Fatou will be the best person to do for this. So it doesn't even, I, I, I was not the one employing her. Mm-hmm. But Someone you pointed her in direction. Yeah, but I just pointed her in that direction. I said, look, look at Fatou. She does this and she can cover, cover her. And Fatou went on and she covered this thing. So sometimes it's not necessarily about just being in position. Even when you hear something, just, and, and maybe it is not your forte, or yeah. maybe it is you are not in it. But there is another woman that you know it is, would be interested in it or would benefit from it. Mm-hmm. Just point to one in that. Most in general, we just try to stay in our name because we don't want Wahala. <laughs> you don't want Wahala, just stay in your name. So sometimes it's not necessarily just about being in the position of 
employing somebody, yeah. but just pointing people in of the opportunity that you've heard. Just getting a woman in the Right. Um, that's- Cecilia, this is so funny. Um, um, where is Chibogu gone? Anyway, Cecilia, this is so funny. In Absolutely in line with um, what they guys saying. Um, Chidi Eberi said to me uh, that the reason why she got her gig with TVC, that's Chidi Eberi Ziani, the reason why she got her gig with TVC was because she was always on your show on Channels TV every Tuesday and Thursday. That when TVC were then looking for a, a woman sports presenter, they quickly just went for her. That somebody said, "There's this girl that was always on them um, on Cecilia's um, program on t- on channels." Ngozi um, has also mentioned that because of the fact that Nkechiobi had put her on air regularly during the. Um, what's it called during the Road to Germany TV program back in 2005-2006 that, that was also another intro for her into the industry do, do, why is it that more women don't do this for other women yeah I, I think um, you know it, this, the reason is if, if you look at uh, the sport industry basically from the print, radio, print or broadcast, you discover that the heads of sports are usually men. So it's hard to find a woman. That's number one. So the reason I do that is each time I go out, I just look at, I just look at for any you know, lady that I feel that, okay, she's not, especially those radio people who can really speak very well. And then I think that's like or something like that. So the reason they don't do that is sometimes I, I don't know if it's true for everyone. Uh, I've heard someone telling me that, oh, you don't feel threatened. You bring in ladies to anchor shows with you. What if they get your job? I'm like, I've never thought about that. That's not the reason I'm doing it. Wow, I just feel we don't have many women on air. So, said that. Yes, it, 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 it said that, yes. Because um, <laughs> during this year, it was after this year's Champions League final. That's why I got this message. Champions League final. I told Tayo, my colleague, and then the producer said, look, Champions League final, yes, we're always using a set of people, you know, the, the usual journalists, they know, everyone knows, uh, but that keeps the Johnson. So when it comes to that, so we usually use them. So I tell them, look, this is Champions League final. Let's get, you know, things that have to do with English teams. Let's get, you know, girls from London, you know, analysts that can talk to us who are Nigerians. So we got two, two analysts. I mean, we got the two of them to from from the UK mm. to be an analyst on that day for the Champions League final. And that's when I got that message. I'm like, I mean, it was like, oh, but you're always doing this. And even this one, you shouldn't have. I'm like, what I don't know if that, that's what some of them are thinking. I'm just because like, you know, someone told me that. So I started thinking, okay, I've been doing this all this while. So it's not about you feeling threatened. It's about you, you know, just want to put them out there and feel that it doesn't have to be men all the time. Yes, it's Champions League finals. Yes, it's the men's Champions League. I don't have to get a, a man, a woman to analyze uh, uh, women's game, then a man to analyze men's game. Because I don't, for me, I just feel we are all the same. There's no man, there's no woman. When I was at Galaxy then, I think there was one other person, me and Akira, you know, was complaining about his former boss and everything. And because I was head of the guest, so I could decide a lot of things. 
So I told him to come over, do audition, and then he joined us. So like three, two other guys that came to Dallas, I actually brought them in. I wasn't looking at all their men, I need to bring a woman. Really, I was looking for a woman, but then I couldn't even find one. And it was really painful for me. Uh-oh. Thank you. Um, in line with what Cecilia uh, is saying, this, is this, um, how, how do we... <laughs> I am really... What's what? I am... Probably lost for words here. How how does this get? How will this get better um, for women? What's what's your suggestion in how this will get better? In why in how um, Latsi Fat can get to work with more women? How can Ngozi get to um, attract more women to work with her at um, Cool FM at Nigeria Info? How how what 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 needs to be done? It is the first, like I said, the first thing is we need to look at each other like partners and collaborators. Um, and I don't know why, but they must have that. That's the first thing they need to do. It's always a mindset change. Just start looking at other women as people that you can work with and you want to work with, mm. and then they will take you, uh, and then you can reach out to them. So, for instance, if you reach out to Kalela and say, Kalela, please, I do this, I do that. Um, and I need it for. It's not like Canela saying, I'm not going to give you a job. You can't take Canela's job. <laughs> you know, you, you never have the experience. So she would help you. But I think, again, women are also hesitant to ask for that women. Because I've noticed with this younger ladies, mm. um, they'd rather ask, and I, I don't understand it. Why? They'd why, rather ask a man. Why are they hesitant? Though? Again, again, maybe because more, more often than not, they see men around them. So, for you to see, for every one woman in sports, there are three men that are at the same level with her. Okay. So, maybe they see more men. Or, or number one, or, or number two, maybe they think the men will be a little more relatable. Again, I don't understand why, um, but there is a mentality that women hate women. And it's, it's another mentality we need to defeat in the society. It's not restricted to sports, it's a societal thing. That women hate women. So maybe um, that's also another factor. But the first thing that women need to do is look at each other as partners and collaborators. And they can get that opportunity. Um, and they, they, they can start talking to each other and treating each other like that. Um, the second thing to do is that we also, as a group, need to fight for more positions. Like, like was it Cecilia or Fatio mentioned? If you look at the editors in Nigeria, how many of them are women? is ruling in Portacos, but you will not see many editors that are women like Kalela like Kalela is, sorry. Mm. So, we need to get more women at the head of faith. Right. And that's the This also brings me to a question I've asked previously. Um, Chibogu, can you hear us? If you can hear us, say say hello. If you can hear us, um, Latifat, I am going to um, speak, ask you about uh, something Tega mentioned, in the sense that, okay, how take you for instance, where you are as an independent um, content producer, is it is it possible? Have you have you looked at 
the possibility of okay having a platform your own platform where you can you can hire um, more women or have you also been able to consider training more women along along the line of what what you do in this as as um, Tega says in terms of collaborating and partnering have you thought of that or is that something you currently do um, thank you yes i can hear you now go ahead okay so uh well right now i currently work with the team although um you, just on you work with who contract basis whenever we have work. i have a team that i work with okay for now okay and it is usually when we have events that will come together or just um managing of events platforms, digital platforms across board. I have a lady uh, amongst amongst us, but well, now the issue now is that how passionate are these people? Mm. I am currently actually looking for a sports person, email sports person. You don't have to be on air already, as long as you have passion for sports and you're looking at uh, getting your foot at the, at the at the door in yeah. the fourth broadcasting. But now the thing is, everybody wants to cover. That is like, that is the issue I am having right now. And not everybody wants to do the extra work of creating content. Many people here are creating content. Well, what are you doing? But it takes a lot. For you to get the perfect thought, to get the perfect interview, to get the perfect response from your subject, then you go back home, edit, you know, all those pre-production and everything, everything. Not many people want to go through all that supposed stress. I once had somebody, I put out a tweet one time that I was looking for anybody who can um, intern with me during a tempted competition. And then he came around the first day I have, I have like, I have like four people on that team for that event. The, re, the three out of them were boys and then one young lady like that. Mm-hmm. And on the first day, I outlined each and everyone's responsibility. She, I don't know, maybe it was because for the first time, I gave her that benefit of a doubt. Like, okay, maybe new to her and all that, okay, she will, she will get better. Maybe by the second day or third day. She didn't show up on the second day. Wow. I called her, she didn't pick. Like, like, even if you don't, you didn't enjoy it on the first day, let me know. Okay, so what are you interested in in sports? Mm. She, didn't, she didn't get back to me. And then and I, I, of course, I always look for someone. There's so many other girls, um, ladies that are into sports broadcasting, right? That we have a group. But many people are not interested or passionate about the content, like my own field. Yeah. Many people are not interested in that. So that is where I am having issues right now. Like, if I can find anybody, like maybe two people, I'll be speaking, I'll just tell them what to do. But it, it has just been really difficult to find people. That want, and the thing with sports is that it's not just about TV, radio editorial it's not just about that we also have we also have other things like 
I saw a lady, a cameraman, a camera woman, what would I call it, uh, Cecilia? I was surprised because that was my first time of actually seeing a lady with a camera in the studio. All the way I was intending at TVC, there was no, not one woman on their sports team or even behind the camera. Yeah. Maybe it has changed now, I don't know. But at channels, I was, I was like, okay, so this is a lady behind, behind the scene working. There are other opportunities like that. Project planning in sports, event planning in sports, all those things. There, there's so many professions in sports broadcasting that women really need to start channeling. We need to start going for those jobs. It's not every time you on TV or radio or follow the super interviews. There are so many other things that we can do. And really, we really need to like just find people with such passion and just see how we can grow and you know make everything better for the women folk in sports. See, this is this is Ngozi um, Chibogu. Can you say hello? Let's know if you can hear us. Chibogu, if you can hear us, can you say hello? Ngozi, um. Lati has made a very valid point where she's talking about the passion of um, the women also. That, that, is, that also becomes a factor. Also, um, not every, being in sports not, should not be restricted to covering football, covering the Super Eagles or covering the Super Falcons. Do you not see this also as part of the problem that um, the women folk are, are facing? Because it is not being being a sports journalist, being a sports uh, broadcaster, is requires a lot of time, effort, passion, and energy. Do you do you see that as part of the problem that women might be facing in this industry, and how do they get around it? I don't think it's just women alone. We don't have to comment about women, but there are a lot of um, lazy. Op- Put it that way, lazy people who who think um, they've seen the bright light where sports broadcasting, I like you, I like you, Kalela, I like the way you talk football, I like it, you know. So they just maybe want that bright light, but they have no idea of how much effort we put into game being where we are. Mm-hmm. I was talking to some people earlier on and I asked, and I was asking, who do you listen to? Who do you watch? Because I was watching something on TV and I was pointing out, I mean, it was, um, I think it was Premier League TV. So I, was find, I was finding the name of the guest. And I said, this is this, this is that, this is that. And they didn't know who they were. And I said, but you're in this industry and you don't know who these people are. Why don't you know who they are? So what do you listen to? What are you watching? What are you following? I'm not even talking about you um, trying to mimic them. But how, what are you doing? What? How do you go? And I said... We started watching, when we started watching football, there was no internet. I remember, I know, I know what I used to go to university trying to get to watch a game, um, trying to get, to get to watch a Champions League game. And I went, I was in university in the late 90s and all of that. So the, 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 the cable was in the male, host, male hotel and PG hotel. Mm. So for me to watch a game, I knew where I used to sleep because I wanted to watch Champions League. Then Champions League was only on ESPN. So yes. to watch Champions League on ESPN, I, I I had my closest friend. Her brother was in Fiji Hotel. So I used to have to end up sleeping in his room and he stayed in his friend's room on Tuesday and Wednesday. And they knew that I would not be available because it's Champions League night. So they go watch match. And that was it. 
and that was how we used. I used to watch football. I remember 1999 trying to watch. Um, I think it was the Falcons. We were supposed to play against Brazil. Brazil ended up beating us golden goal. Sisi was the one who scored that golden goal. He ended four three. Um, Peter Alfred got a red card in that game. I and a couple, a number of my friends, and they were guys. I was the only guy. We trolled the whole of Enugu trying to find a hotel. I was going to show them that match. We walked Enugu until 11 p.m., 12 before we came back because we couldn't find anywhere to watch the match. And then you go to the internet. We print when the internet came out. You go to the back cafe. You print out stories. I still have some of my printouts to date. I took it to uh, my new home. Printouts of date 2003, 2002. Printouts of stories. You know. So when people ask me, Kalela, you watch this match? You know this thing? I say, I didn't. I, it's not just that I know it. I read. I watched. I paid my dues, and I'm still paying dues. So a lot of people who want to come, a lot of them are just coming because it looks glamorous. Mm. I want to be part of it. But they're not really ready to put on the work. They're not put they're not ready. You're not they're not ready to watch I said, how much what what do you watch? And that's the fact. I mean, shake me. I feel no no uh uh I have an idea. As in without even being in this industry. If you push me, I have an idea. I know what when it comes to tennis, I could give you some surface level. Yeah. The cricket walk up, the ICC cricket walk up is starting on the seventeenth. I am going to watch it. I'm interested. There is um so not just football, there is basketball, the NBA. So you know what are you if you are a you say you're a basketball person or you know but what do you know about it? What's the stories? What happened? What have you done? That even before you became a job, what because you can't have a job Sports, unlike other jobs, is not something that you just learn on the job. You move on the job because you have a bit of the experience, of the knowledge. Mm. So I can't just take a total, um, I would like to and bring him to my studio and say, sit down and talk. You can stammer. I stammered in my very first TV appearance. I couldn't remember Jens Lem. I always say, I couldn't remember Jens Lehmann's name. I kept saying the Arsenal goalkeeper, the German Arsenal goalkeeper. But I knew it. So... They knew I knew it. I mean, I passed it and, and I moved on from there because I knew what I was talking about. So I can't bring you to my studio, teach you in front of my um, computer, um, my mic, open the mic for you, and you can't talk. And um, what you're going to give me? Surface um, conversation, surface discussion. Most of us who are here are, are veterans of food, of sports arguments. You can actually hold a sports argument for three hours with you and you talk until your voice is worse. So what I'm saying is, if for females and women, for women who want to get into the industry, mm-hmm. first things first, it starts as a passion. It doesn't start as a job. Yeah. For most of us, some may end up being given the job because of other reasons. Um, they stumble, stumble, but for most of us, it starts as a passion. So if you if you don't have the passion, and then you come there, that is when you now start to ask, whenever they pay me, see how much they're paying me. Can I jump in when Kalila, I, I want to add that Kalila stuff. So when she's done, let me jump in on this passion Wait. part. Okay. Your passion is now what is going to get you to the next stage where you can now have honed your craft up to a place where you're now a brand where people can now you can now speak and people listen and you can now start to demand something. So that's one on the one aspect. For women it's what I, I, I know that from on my own part 
I've had a few women. Currently, I have a woman in my team here. Dorcas is on my team. She came from another place. Um, I've also had some female interns who've, uh, who've tried and, you know, and I've also look out, look for, if I find anyone who says they want to come, they send me a message, they want to come to a studio, they want to talk, I ask, please come over and, and um, come and pay the price. But as I said, for sports, and all of us who are in the industry, even with male or female, we know that most of the time, we tell that the tankless staff mm. who weren't being paid, who weren't making any money, we put in the job sleepless nights before we got to the point where we started making money. So yeah, there's a preaching about nobody should use it for free. But if you want to hone your craft, if you want to come to be a sport, um, work in the sports media, whatever it is, you should be able to be ready to work the work. Right. Take a jump in. Okay. Can, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can. Go ahead, madam. Okay. All right. So let me jump in on that passion part because I know I didn't tell my story in the beginning. Yes. I used to work with IGI in the finance sector because when I graduated, really? I wanted to make money. My father... Yeah, my father had just retired and he hadn't told us that the situation was bad. So we woke up one morning and we went from very comfortable to poor. So when I graduated, I wanted to make money. And so I went to IGI to work. So I was a portfolio manager in IGI for two and a half years, three years. And I woke up one morning, I will not forget, it was 2006 World Cup. Zinedine Zidane had headbutted Matarazzi. And I was afraid that this guy was not going to get player of the tournament. <laughs> and that was my favorite player ever. <laughs> I woke up that morning because I, I because I watched the 2006 World Cup at the at a beer parlor. So you know in beer parlor, you don't used to hear announcements. So I woke up that morning and I hadn't heard that he had won the player of the tournament. I woke up that morning to go to work and I called in sick because I wasn't sure Zizou had won player of the tournament. Can you imagine? And it was that morning I asked myself, that should I continue going to this job that I don't even like just because of money or should I do this sport that I really love so I resigned that money I went the next day to the office I dropped my resignation letter I did not tell my parents because as you remember what I said we woke up from I woke up one morning and went from being comfortably rich to poor mm. so I didn't tell my parents I resigned from the job that was paying me 250,000 naira a month I didn't even tell them I left that job and I hoped yes our stories are almost so similar. I was also working yes. in a bank, and by joke, I was dying there. I, I, I was dying. I just walked away. I told them, God forbid you. God forbid you. Thank you very much. I, I said, you have to think 250K in 2000, not 250K now. 250K in early 2000. That was good money. I left them. I went to work as a postal. As I, went to, I went for six months without a salary. <laughs> I didn't tell my parents. I didn't tell them that I was not working. I didn't tell them I was not earning any money. I was still sending home their small, small money because I had saved all the while. Because what I was like, was I using 250k to do? A single mm. girl like me. Mm. I pay house rent. I had more than enough money. What was I using to do? I didn't, for six months, I had no salary. And then, but, but I loved sports, like I said. And I, it was from when I was younger. I used to watch boxing. My father played lawn tennis, so I knew tennis. Um, and my father paid subscription. Oh, and then we had that big fish in our house. So trust me, I used to watch everything. And so there was the passion. So when I, again, I also, this thing that I like talking about, 
fashion. Sometimes I, people call me, send me messages on Twitter, and you tell them to come into the studio, and they only know Arsenal and Chelsea. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's all you know. It's all the we are looking at now. Yeah, Arsenal and Chelsea. They don't even know football. They just know Arsenal and Chelsea. We can't. We can't be like that. So again, women need, and, and and I won't tell women as a woman, you need to jump for where a man will walk to. I'm sorry, but that's the situation it is right now. Mm. You need to to get the recognition. You need to do twice as much. So you can't come there with the barest minimum and think you're going to make it through. You're going to have to put in the work. Right. And, and so passion is important. Right. Knowledge is important. Okay, before, yeah. like, before you leave us, I, this question I'm going to ask is to all of you. Cecilia, I really thank you for coming back. I know what the, you're going, jumping through hoops to be able to stay with us. I'm, I'm still going to ask you a personal question, but I'm going to ask all of you. This is um, this is a something that really, really drives me mad uh, whenever I hear these stories. Um, what has it been like in terms of, I've got to hit the nail on the head here, sexual harassment in this industry for, because we all know ah. is a yeah. Let me finish that. Ah. So, yeah, quiet first. <laughs> you finish. Well, how 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 bad is it? And how have you all? How have you been able to cope? Um, how have you been able to handle it? And what should really what should society do about about this in um, to ensure that this does not continue? So, yeah, you go. You get you get first. You go first. I have. To- no, I'm about to leave. I have to leave. So okay. I have a meeting now. So I'm about to leave. So okay, quickly, so um, for me, how I've been, how I've been able to handle this is um, first things first. I started the job before I got into the the job. I was almost a tomboy, you know, no earholes, um, no haircut, no, and all of that. So even from the university days, all my friends knew me. I talked about my sports story. So. Um, initially, when you go to watch match, when you get that, you're like, who be this girl, who be this girl? After a while, you're like, ah, you watch past, past you, you know? So from then, um, when I got, luckily for me, I started working with a female, and I talked about Nkechi, and then um, I also got married. But that hasn't stopped a lot of nonsense from going on. I think um, one of the first things I try to do is, I try to read body language, stop it on standing, halt it on the track immediately. Mm-hmm. I see that someone is trying to get with me. I just halt it and all of that and just stop. And then um, I'm not young. So I've always told them I'm not young. So even 10 years ago, 20 years, 50 years ago, I said, let's see, oh boy, I'm not, I'm I'm not, not young. your age mate. So, yes, I'm not your, uh, see, I'm not your age mate. So uh, I'm not I'm not, young. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, so if you just go and look for people that can play some games. And me, Rayoshi. So just you know, move on. So I caught it on track, and I've been quite lucky. I've not had anyone who's holding anything I needed to that I had to be tempted to either let it go or let it go or get the money. So that's where I've been lucky. I've not been in a position where the person is holding my finances at stake or holding my job at stake. Mm. That has not been my biggest. That's one of the reasons. Um, I first learned how to recognize, freeze it, and then kill it, and and all of that. So that's how I've been able to handle it. Thank you, and thank you for being for the time you spent with us. Thank you so very much, Josie. 
Um, Latifa, how, how, has, how has this been for you? Huh? Because it's really because you're... Oh, she's gone. Uh, no, Latifa is still here. Yeah, how has it been for you considering that you're an independent, especially in getting jobs? Have you have you had to face a lot of um, sexual harassment? Well, I I can't recall anything right now. I think when I was starting out, and this is like beginning, don't let it get outside. I, I think because I was skinny back then, I wasn't really attractive to anybody, so <laughs> nobody wanted. <laughs> Nobody, nobody wanted to have anything to do with me. So I was even very happy. Those who did, like, when, when they made parties, I think when they go back home, I'm like, ah, this girl, she's too young, maybe. They just think that, oh, this place is like my younger sister. Okay? So I never really had that um, experience like that. Mm-hmm. But the only one that I can remember was whenever I related to some athletes, Especially the meals. Mm. There was one in particular. I I'd gotten his contact. He said he was going to send the answer. So he didn't send the answer in time. So I now sent another I sent a reminder like, Oh, I am still expecting your response about my life. The next thing the guy told me that sees I am married. How about like the guy just went on like I am married please stop texting I was like I'm sorry like I only wanted an answer to the questions I sent to him like and I was like a month my wedding was like a month away I was like oh sorry I will never contact you again since then I never I, I never contacted the artist so since then I've always liked to you know uh, know how to relate to the artist not to give off some sort of unnecessary vibe mm. that they would think maybe I'm trying to show myself or something. Cecilia, how's it been? I, I thought I can't yeah. do this. I know. I think, I think it's been, it's been, how do, how do I, it's been difficult really because I mean, I've moved around and yes. those, those are the reasons I just don't move around. I, are you serious? I have a very, <laughs> I have a very, okay, I have a nickname, Margaret Thatcher. I have. I, I'm not proud of the Margaret Thatcher nickname, but I think it has actually helped me a lot. And uh, I've heard people calling me a lesbian, and I really don't care. Okay, I, I think those two tags have actually helped me in in that regard because you 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 walk into a room. I mean, in the office, and like, and somebody. I mean, you you as a woman, you know when somebody starts, you know, holding your hand and. If it's on the wrist, it's fine. By the time the hand starts, you know, trailing, and you understand that you tell him, okay, you know what, I'm not cut out for this. Like, who do you think you are, you know? Are you more busy than other people? And, you know, you hear those stuff. So the only thing you do is just become a bitch at that moment and do what you have to do and get out. So mm. I think it's just the tough skin I've developed. Yeah, that's what has really helped. And I, I have this orientation growing up that, look, Whatever I don't want to do, I wouldn't want anyone to force me to do it. I don't mind losing money or losing anything. So I think that has actually helped me because there's just this, this, this street talk is everywhere. You travel for international for tournaments and then the guys that you trust, that you, you, you know, I mean, guys in the industry that you feel, okay, they're supposed to be my friend. And they, 
the harassment can even get as much as you know openly you know i mean people openly say oh this one she doesn't like sex i mean maybe she's a lesbian you know like that's how what? yeah that's how it is so because they've tried and then they didn't succeed then they give you a name and something like that so i think it's just i don't know it's just maybe it's god that has been saving me or maybe the orientation i had so that actually helped so i think advice i'll give to ladies who are starting up you know never go meet a man and beg him for a job never because what you do that i mean you're setting you're setting it don't ever do that because it because they feel now you come meet me so you have to give me something in exchange for what you want so if you if you want to do that then you've already set yourself up so why do that yes i know it's hard i know it's difficult yes you pass a whole lot of burdens i think everybody was hard for me really because people like ah you never see stuff you okay now yeah come and see me at a particular time like seriously and you be very good you know so, so i mean that's what i usually say now you be very good so they laugh and then they end there then when i left there was one activity and all that okay i applied for when they were just opening then he needed a whole lot of people. So I applied for it. I'm like, oh, guess you know, okay. The boss said, you know what? You have to meet me at the club. I checked at the club. Why not? They understand you have to meet me. I didn't go. I didn't attend the interview. I did not go to that. I didn't go to it. It's like that. When you know someone is asking you to meet me at the club, I just feel you don't have to go there. If you can't talk to me on the phone and then you're not interested, then that means that job is not for me. So if it's for me, then you can give me a call, meet HR, you have a discussion, and that's if you come back to job. The ones I got at Galaxy, uh, channels was even easier. I just got a call, you want to join us? I'm like, okay, I want to join you. Just, okay, let me think about it. I still have a job at Villa. Give me one more, think about it, and I'll come over. You know, it means, I mean, that's, that's the thing, because I feel like I need to work hard to be a specialist to get this thing. So if I'm not qualified, so I wouldn't want to cut corners. So I just feel that if you don't want to cut corners, do the right thing. If you want to cut corners, fine. Then you can do it because men will always be men. That's the truth. We say we we, we can't. Sometimes I get some Spanish. We can't put a stop to sexual harassment. We can't. We can't put a stop to you as a woman. We have to know who you are, know your value, know who you are, and then that will definitely help you out. If you don't know your value, you don't know who you are. Then that's when men can easily take advantage of you and do whatever. Let me stop you. Let me let me object with you when it comes to that. Don't meet anybody, because I will tell you in this industry, as much as they say. So I, I have you know how they give you names. They also give me names, and I'm fine with my name. But you see, as what much as they say all of that. Ah, my name is Plenty. <laughs> but yeah. as much as they stop me from that, let me tell you. When I wanted to start out, when I after working the first three months for free. I thought it would make sense because I wasn't getting any money and I, I like money to, to get a good job. So I went to meet a guy called Colinudo. And you see, that's why nobody can tell me anything about Colinudo because personal experience. He had okay, never met so, so. Do you want me to start stones too? <laughs> no, no. Colinudo had never met me. He didn't know me from anywhere. I went to meet him. I said, I want to work here. He spoke with me about sports. He said, okay, if anything comes up, I will call you. Colindo is a man. There's nothing, I'm sure there's nothing wrong with him. I don't know, but I'm sure yeah. there's, because he has children. So there's nothing wrong with him. I went to meet him and I said, Colindo, I need a job from nowhere. He didn't say, oh, come and meet me in one hotel. He didn't yeah. say, oh, come and meet me. He, he said I should come and meet him at, at his office. 
um, at the time. His office was in VI. So I went to meet him at his office. But he didn't tell me to come and meet him anywhere else. He didn't try to touch anything. He didn't try to press anything. Maybe I'm not attractive. I don't know. But that he didn't attempt anything. My point is, I went to meet Colin Udo. He And I, I think it was some months later... He gave me a job. He recommended me for a job. I got employed at that job. He didn't even tell me that he was the one that recommended me. It was some months later that they told me that, oh, I thought you were very close to Colin Job because he's the one that recommended you for this job that you have now. So he gave me the job without telling me. So I'm, I'm not saying, so what I'm saying is people can ask for help. Mm. But if they start telling you to meet them in places like hotel, come to my house, let's go and have lunch, that's when you can find it a little shady. But you should ask for help because you don't know where your help will meet you. I, I met Colindo knowing him from nowhere and he gave me my first paying job. Right. Because I've been working, like I said, I worked for six months for free. So he gave me my first paying job. So I would say you can ask, but you should all, like Alela said, read body language. Yeah. Chibogu has finally, uh, Chibogu is able to hear us. Yeah. Um, Chibogu, I don't know if you know, at this moment, what we're discussing is um, sexual harassment <laughs> in the industry. What has been your experience? Welcome to your Sports Rebel podcast. Thank you very much. Like, it's been one heck of a ride trying to get into this team's <laughs> meetings, but a meeting, but it's great that I'm here. And yes, greetings to everyone Tega, Cecilia, Latifat, and of course to you, Calvin. And so, yeah, speaking of sexual harassment, um, well, I've had experiences with regards to maybe those I want to interview. Uh, of course, I'll try not to call names and stuff, hold, but hold, you know, on. some people hold that... On, hold on, The people you want to interview? Yeah! Wow. Like, you know... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it happens. So, it's, it's a case of... Because then I try to go as far as possible, you know, to reach out to people to express themselves and say what they have to say you know sometimes when we're looking for exclusive stories to mm, also put mm, on our radio mm, stations mm. and everything so i've had cases where i've had to travel to where these people are yeah. you know to have those those uh, conversations so in in the in in having these conversations afterwards you know you get to uh, get uh, the conversations begin to go left South. if i would say <laughs> and you know you try to bring it back on the right part this is what I am here for and everything. Some, they do give me these interviews, but it's afterwards that, you know, they begin to express stylishly what they want afterwards, trying to say, okay, spend the night, mm-hmm. um, don't worry, I'll get you a place, um, or you can even stay in their apartment, you know, trying to say, okay, I'll take Seriously? you, have you had dinner? Okay, let's go have dinner. And, you know, trying to see how they will stall you and probably you wouldn't have to go back the same day and all that stuff. So yeah, I've had such experiences but I definitely try my best to, to, to get, um, I know myself that. I, <laughs> I try my best to get out of the situation. So at the end of the day, nothing, um, nothing happens. But, you know, I keep telling myself that, look, these are not the only people on earth. Seriously, mm. like if you don't grant me an interview, I move on. Yeah. It's as simple as that. You're not the only one that will remain on that job. At the end of the day, your tenure will end, someone else will come in. And even if it's not you that I have to interview for anything I need regarding, you know, what you're doing 
for your, your players or what you're doing for your uh, team. I definitely will find someone else. I can't find the players. There's there people out there that I can talk to. So if you think that, oh, because I'm trying to interview you and you feel it's an opportunity to get closer, it's an opportunity for you to to get something else, uh, please calm down. So in some cases, I try not to make it affect whatever relationship we have because at the end of the day, we can do anything. Because of course, I try to avoid everything possible because it's, it's embarrassing. Some of these people are like people in high places that you wouldn't, you know, people you have high regard for, and you just be people a good person. This is cringe. <laughs> this is cringe worthy. No, because there's some people. There's, there's, there's one producer I was working with. He'd make sure we record late at nine, and then he'll tell me, "Oh, there's a room upstairs you can stay in." I say, "No, I'm going to my house in Aja, and you know we'll be recording it somewhere this, on the mainland." Is this Tega? And you make us. Yeah, this is Tega. You're late <laughs> at night. I'm like, "Oh God." There's nothing happening here. Like, you are not to this year or this life, you're not getting anything. And so, for a while, I had to suffer that because, again, that was my only source of income at the time. But the minute Colin gave me that second job, I was just like, okay, well, good night and God bless you. And I left it. So, what it may mean for some people is that it, it may affect income. So, for me, I had to suffer it for a while because. That was my job. This was the producer. And I had to collect my income. Mm. But, you know, you may have to resign if you don't want to stop. Mm-hmm. And, and, exactly. that's what we do. and that's why we are saying this has to stop. Because it's not just people you are asking for favors. It's you in your place of work suffering work, harassment. Yes. So for me, yeah. that was a struggle. But I had to suffer it for a while. That, um, but eventually, I was so grateful. I got a job. I left them with their witchcraft, and I moved on. Seriously, <laughs> Tega, what you mentioned that place of work issue is, is you know the height. In that regard, I'm I'm glad that I haven't had such an issue at my place of work. You know, ever since uh, I've, everywhere I've worked until now. And that's why I am, in as much as, you know, we, we go through those moments in our life when we are not paid for over a year and stuff. And we, we keep on working to, to make sure that we learn as much as we can so that we can get better. But um, that's another thing. Because you have to resign if you, if you can't keep up, you know. If you, if you can't, and if you can't um, deal with whatever the situation is. And in this regard, these are people of, in high places. So I think... From what you said, it really has to stop. And definitely, I'm hoping that, you know, subsequently, we have a situation where we can put a stop to things, both at workplace, both for interviews. You know, in my case, lastly, it's been, you know, those people I want to interview. And that's why somehow I can just dispatch... Oh, sorry, let me not use that word. Let's not be like, I mean, these are humans. But I can just let them go. Like, you guys, calm down and look on for uh, other people that I will interview for my stories and everything. So that's just it. I, I believe that it, it, it's a pain, you know. It, it's one thing that is not allowing girls to get on this job. Mm. And it's unfortunate. I think we need to catch more person red-handed. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> style. Yeah. Um, style. <laughs> listen, um, ladies, uh, it's been absolutely... Uh, can I apologize to all of you 
who have experienced all of these things. I, I, because I am sounding, I listen to you. I'm absolutely irritated by this. I, I, I can't, I can't relate. I really can't relate. And all of you know the people who work, who, who I work with. So I, it's this thing is not something I can, I can relate with. So it's, it's hard. But I've heard it. I've heard it. I've heard it so many times. I even know by the time I, when I started, when I started the industry, I used to hear it and I could not understand it. Um, but as Tega is saying, people need to be outed. People need to be outed so that perhaps it can stop. Perhaps they would have more decorum in in the way they act around around people. Um, before I let you guys go, I would need very very quickly as much as you can. Uh, Celia, what will you tell a 22-year-old who wants to be like Aunt Celia, who wants to come into the industry? What are the things you would want this 22-year-old to to be able to have and be prepared to do? Um, when Celia is done, Chibogu, you two, you would you come in and, and let us know. Tega will take us home. Okay, um, I think uh, there's something Chisholm always talks about, be prepared. That that preparation simply means you have to invest in yourself. Like, you, you know, most times, if you're uh, like, I, as I mentioned, the way I started wasn't like, this is what I wanted to do, never. It was like, okay, I was meant to do it. And then I started learning on the job. I actually learned on the job. That's why when I was a silver, but I wasn't being paid. It wasn't like a big deal because I learned a whole lot, you know, but it's hard. Because when you're coming into the industry, first of all, there is no money. That's something. If you know you can survive for two, three years without having, you know, good money, then yeah, it, it, it's that bad. Because when you, okay, for now, we, well, um, I've been trying to get another lady to join me at channel. And then they're looking for those who are well experienced. Where do you get the experience from if you don't, if you don't give them an opportunity? Do you understand? So sometimes you just have to see, how, even if it's just a tiny, small station. You just have to start small. I mean, don't think, of, oh, I must work at CNN. It's not CNN, it's nothing. So why not go to maybe, like what uh, Patil is doing, for instance, an influencer. I mean, Patil is a big name now. You're talking about sports influencer. I don't know if there's any other person I would pick. Patil's name will come to mind. I knew how she started. So if you want to do you can start on social media, for instance, which is now the best of it all. And if you don't have a platform yet, start on that social media. And then in that process, yes, I know you can go to FRCN, which is number one. That will get, give you some of the connections. If you don't have money to go to FRCN, then start that social media thing. Then start learning online. There are a lot of things to learn. And most of us are open. I mean, Chisholm is there. Tega is there. We, keep, we get messages most times. And they say, I want you to be my mentor. Fine. Send messages to those podcasters you feel you respect. And then let them put you through the roof. That alone will definitely help. Or if you think, oh, I want to be like to play a channel. You can then just jump and start that channel. You can have to work almost a year without getting paid and you know, learning the job because I didn't have, I didn't know jack about so I was, I, I've never even watched football until they are to do sports. So it was that bad. So I had to learn on the job. So I had a whole lot of things to do. Yeah. It was recently I started trying to learn golf. I mean, just knowing the trends and everything. So it's been a struggle for me to trying to know this. Thing. So it wasn't something I wanted. So investing in yourself and learning, just know what you have to do. Not just learn as now. It's not enough for you to watch, uh, watch Premier League. It's never enough. Know every sport. That gives you an edge. I think that's actually what gave me an edge when I was in the Most of them didn't know tennis. I mean, I had to learn tennis. Then I knew the techniques and everything. So it was easier for me to talk tennis, Serena Williams and all that. So learn something that other guys will know so that that opportunity, when it comes, you take it. Thank you. Chibogu, 
So, um, in addition to what you see, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Go ahead. In addition to what Siti has said, I think another thing is to keep believing in yourself, no matter what others tell you. Because um, initially when I started, it was a case of, I had, I had come in. The, this radio station and that was like my first initially I used to do um, what they call it post analyst and all that but eventually my first uh, presenting job and everything was through through Sammy and so I thought to, to go through the news at some point and everything I thought that was bad you know I Hi Chirogu the network in Abia State wants to kill us today. Eh? See, just, just, just wait. God's own country. Why is there no good network there? Eh, God's own state or God's own country. Tega, Chipo, uh, I'll come back to you. Tega, um, go ahead. This is this is what. And I could jump the door off. This is. Hello, can you hear me? Okay, all right, Chipo, we're gone. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, told, I told myself the worst that can happen is that I will be little back. I mean, <laughs> but I should continue to do my best. I took trips home. I researched. I read to myself. Listened to how I sounded. You know, everything. Made sure I wasn't making mistakes. I made sure to put in all those work. And I think that's one thing that everyone who's coming to be ready to. Not everyone will tell you you're good enough. There will be a lot of people at the start that will tell you you aren't. So just make sure that you try to be good. Mm. If they say you're not good enough, tell them that you're capable of being good. And at the end of the day, at the end of the day, there was a time I met me and one of uh, were initially called me. He called me. And even, yes, he gave me 500 naira. He just talked to myself that I did well. You know, just was someone who wanted them to kick me off radio. So I think that apart from being there, you know, persevere and everything because, like you said, there's no money. Um, so you have to to go in there sometimes with your own money, paying your own transport fare and everything. But ensure that whatever you have to do, do your best in it and don't let anyone talk you down. Don't let anyone talk you down. Thank you, Chibogu. Tega, do what you do best. All right, so motivate other women. All right, they, 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 they said what they need to say. They said um, a lot of important things women need to have. But I'll have to say this. Um, I have to reiterate some of the things that especially CC has said. The first yeah. one is you must invest in yourself. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. We can hear you. Yes. The first thing is you must invest in yourself. I've heard people come on and and lots of a lot of people come on and say um, English is not my first language. Well, English is the official language in Nigeria. So if you're going to be speaking in an official capacity, you have to learn to speak the language. So it doesn't matter what your original background was. But if you've decided that you're going to be a broadcaster, a sportscaster, or you're going to do content, then you're going to have to learn the English language all over again. Mm. So invest in yourself. Know the sport. Take your time to watch the sport. I absolutely hate when I'm listening to somebody on the radio and I can tell which website they went to visit. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> so, like, I can tell. <laughs> I should mute you for yeah. this. This is weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to you need to watch the sport. Stop telling me. I can hear some people are talking. They open their mouth to talk, but I can hear Gary Lineker 
Do you understand? I can hear Gary Neville. I know that this is not your your opinion. This is something you're just repeating. For. So just watch the sport for yourself. Mm. And if you watch the mm-hmm. sport, you will understand yeah. more. Mm. You will understand the game, learn more. You even know the athletes. Mm. Because sometimes I know what's going to happen in a match, not necessarily because I can see the future, but because I know that this is Matteo Berrettini. He's going mm-hmm. to crack when the heat is on. Mm. Yeah, I know because you you have to watch the player, and um, so invest in yourself, know the sport, learn um how to speak the language, um learn how to communicate, and then like like um Chibogu said, believe in yourself. I'm not saying you should stubbornly be arrogant. Mm. When you have studied the prep, when you have invested in yourself, it's going to be hard for people to shut you down. Mm. Yes, when you get on air for the first time or the second time or even the third or fourth or fifth time you may be a little nervy but let your content be deep let us know that you're saying great things oftentimes i get people on my show to talk because my show is quite light-hearted and once they see the mic they are afraid these are people that will be juicing with me before the show but once the mic comes on they will freeze and but you know that these people have content and you just have to tell them it's only your confidence that's holding you back. You need to work on that. So believe in yourself. Um, after you've added all the getting the knowledge, investing in yourself and working hard, um, get, these are the things I would tell you that you get ready to work hard, invest in yourself, get ready to learn, and always believe in yourself. Because there are many people that don't believe in you. In fact, some people believe in you, but they want your support, so they will talk you down. Mm. So you stop believing in Listen, ladies, I thank you all so, so very much. All of you. Boss Lady Tega, Cecilia, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so very much. Because he's gone. Atifa well, is thank gone. you for having us. And I, I really thank you for uh, for your contributions. I thank you for your honesty, Your the fact that you were prepared to tell even the young ones what they need to expect in the industry. Uh, and I thank you guys for what you're already doing. Keep doing what you're doing, and um, eventually we'll get there. We'll get, we'll get there. Thank you so very much yeah. for coming on your Thank sports you. memo podcast. Thank you, and you, our listeners. Thank you so very much for your time, and um, till I come your way on the next episode of your sports memo podcast. My name is still Calvin Mekonwoka, and it is peace.